On the Flag on the Play podcast for Monday, May 10th, the fellas open up by doing the winners and losers of the weekend, then shift our gears over to the NBA. We do our long, long awaited by us, Russell Westbrook debate, and then do our NBA awards. There's only a week left in the season here, so time to start thinking about that stuff, and we got you covered. And then we're going to close up shop with a little bit of take of the week. A little bit of storylines we're looking forward to this week. If you do have a second this week before our Friday episode when we're back in yours on Friday morning, please take a minute, share the show with your friends, leave a review. We appreciate everything and we love the support. So we'll see you guys back on Friday morning. Enjoy the episode. Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in. Every one of the officials threw their, their flag and look at people like, got a smile on Rock and Robin. Low Rock and really gonna rock up tonight. It's the Flag on the Play podcast for Monday, May 10th. I'm your host, Phil. Joining me today, as always, it's the big man in the middle, Owen. How's it yes, going, sir. buddy? Yes, sir. It's going good, dude. Let's good go. weekend. Lots of good sports. Yeah, great weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mother's yeah. Day. Mother's Day. Got it. Just so much exciting stuff happening in the world of sports. I love it. I love it. And joining us, as he always does, the pride of Serbia, it's Alex. How's it going yes. over there? Yeah, it's me. Happy Mother's Day. Told the moms, I know this is coming out on Monday, but still got a rep. Uh, yeah, exciting week of action. We're still alive. We didn't, no rockets near us, so we're back. Yeah, survived. It was a scare. It was a scare, but we're here. We're here. We're survivors. Mm-hmm. The big event of the weekend we're all going to be talking about, though, uh, the USA track and field Golden Games and Distance Open. Uh, DK Metcalf ran. We were we all had this penciled yeah. on our calendars. We didn't just learn about it like five minutes ago. Uh, he ran a ten three seven on the hundred meter dash. So that's uh, I mean, we've all been waiting for this day. So it's nice that it's finally in the rearview mirror. I'm tired of hearing about DK's running. DK's running. Uh, yeah. It's nice just to get it over with and in the rearview mirror. Yeah, yeah. I would say easily the most hyped up sporting event so far in the year so and it did not disappoint i mean just great event by dk good effort i read some comment on when i was watching on twitter and it was like you gotta if you put buddha baker in front of him you probably finish this first um and so i thought i mean at this point you just got to try it so yeah maybe, that's a good get point that going yeah i mean everybody's eyes we were glued to the tv for this event i mean we, oh, all, yeah. we all knew i mean this in the super bowl really the yeah. most hyped events of the year it was one of those events where you you you, you tell your kids about it. You tell them where you were, what you were doing. Like we got our whole family on the TV. My younger sister started crying when she saw DK was fading at the end. Like it was intense. Just a great event all around. Great. Just, just a yeah. beautiful moment. Yeah. I woke up at five 30 in the morning just so I, I, you know, I wanted to watch all the lead up to it. And um, that was the only thing I was looking forward to today. Um, number one DK. And uh, yeah, it was it was unreal to watch best sporting yeah. event of the year. Yeah, Mother's Day, my mom woke up and uh, she actually threw on the Metcalf jersey just, you know, like right away, right out the shower. Just I, I walked downstairs and she had it on. Like that's that's how big 
This event was. Yeah, I was like, happy Mother's Day, Mom. She was like, sit your ass down on the couch. We're watching DK. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was quite a weekend. There was a lot going on. So we know what we do. Sunday nights, we, you hear this on Monday morning, but Sunday nights right now, it's about 7 o'clock. We're getting to our winners and losers of the weekend. Alex, who is your big winner of the weekend? Yeah, I got two winners, actually. So first is sports-related. We got uh, the Miami Heat I got as my winner. Uh, they beat the Celtics today. They widened the gap um, in between themselves and Boston. So now they're tied with Atlanta for fifth. Um, so, yeah, I just don't think it's the same, obviously, if you end up getting Milwaukee in the first round or New York. Obviously, New York's been playing great. They beat the Clippers today. But, I mean, I'd still rather get New York in the first round than Milwaukee. Um, everyone's healthy on their team. I'm not counting Oladipo because that guy's just always injured. So yep. this time, I think everyone on their team's healthy. I'm counting it as that, uh, but he can't stay on the court at all. Um, and they're looking good in those ugly jerseys. So uh, it's def- definitely something to look forward to. And my second winner of the week is China. So the rocket that they did lose control of landed in the Indian ocean. They get bonus points for not hurting anybody. So yep. good on China. And I heard somewhere that if it did cause damage to any country, they would have had to pay like $36 billion or something. I don't know why that number is so exact, but I don't know. I saw it on TikTok. So TikTok's a pretty, you know, trustful source of where you can get your info from. So um, that's where I found that info. And um, yeah, you don't want to lose $36 billion. So that's good. They're saving some money. Yeah. Big winners, huge winners. Owen, who do you have in the winners category? So my first winner is uh, it's pretty similar to Alex, but I, put a different spin on it. I think my first winner of the week was my, uh, my takes. So for our loyal viewers, for the, all the moms at home that are listening on Mother's Day, um, last week I said that the heat, the key to their winning was Tyler Hero. And today, Tyler Hero, he had a good game. He's trending on Twitter. In the past, so the heat right now, they have won four of the last five. And in that time, Tyler Hero shooting about 67% from three. He had, I think, 12 points tonight on like three or four shooting or two or three shootings. So, I mean, there's an old saying that if you don't pat yourself, if you don't pat yourself on the back for your takes, nobody else is going to do it. So, yeah, patting myself on the back for the Tyler Hero. We're, take we're all and, patting uh, you on the back. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. Round of no, applause for here. Owen. Round of applause for Owen. Here. Yeah, yeah. At home, you can clap along too. Don't don't be shy. Yeah, give um, him a second to clap. Just give him yeah, one yeah, second. Moment of silence here. Yep. Thank okay. You. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank All right. You. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, I think the Heat are a scary team, especially when you got Tyler Cook in. Uh, the jerseys were looking gross. And then my second big winner of the week was uh, autism. Last night, Elon Musk had his big, uh, his big SNL performance. We are, we're all aware of. And uh, he came out of the gate just firing on all cylinders with a big announcement that he was the first person with Asperger's to host SNL. So that's just big for the Asperger community, big for the autism community. And yeah. autism is a big winner of the week for sure. My first winner is the moms of the world. You know, another year killing the game. That That's <laughs> just sustained dominance since the jump ball of humanity. Moms have been killing the game. So you got to give a shout out to moms. They definitely won the weekend. My uh, second winner is Mexico. I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Canelo on Saturday night at Cowboy Stadium uh jerry jones full cowboy stadium quick aside full cowboy stadium they cut to jerry jones he was looking so happy in the box uh but mexico's sick intro for canelo he came out there was a mariachi they were doing the whole thing pretty cool i mean shout out to mexico uh, i just i'm a fan of the whole vibe 
it was also Cinco de Mayo last week. So nice. they just had a killer, killer week. You got to give a shout out to Mexico. Do you and think, um, just quick, sorry. Do you think Jerry Jones just pulled Canelo aside and was like, yo, you want to play a running back maybe for us? I think it was definitely a discussion. Hot seat for Zeke. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Jerry Jones just strikes me as a guy who he doesn't call Spanish Spanish. He calls it Mexican. He says, why is that guy speaking Mexican in yes. my stadium? So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that too. And my third winner, quickly, uh, Connor McDavid. He basically won at life because he so plays. Who's that? The, well, just, you know. Should he, we give a little bit primer for the viewers at home? No, no, no. They, they understand. Okay. The guy basically won life because he plays for the Edmonton Oilers, but um, he scored 31 points in 11 games to get 100 points in 53 games. I know that's a lot of numbers, but just know that the guy is amazing. And uh, this is, we love Connor McDavid on the flag on the play. It's undisputed, unconditional love from the three of us. So you're saying 100 points is good? Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Oh, okay. For those at home, very, very good, especially when you do it in 53 games that's pretty cool but there's two sides to every coin boys there's also some losers every week i don't like being the negative guy but somebody's got to talk about it alex who's your loser of the weekend yeah my big loser boys the pacers uh so the bench went absolutely nuclear um there was a little scuffle there with bitades i think i'm saying that properly and their assistant coach uh greg foster Super embarrassing for the whole team. I mean, like, what happened was, I guess, Foster and, and Goga, that's his first name, Goga Bitadis, were going at it on the bench for some reason. And then Goga hit a three. And while when he was going back on defense, he told Foster to sit the fuck down. Wow, that's heat. And uh, and then they they just started jawing at each other and they went at it. And yeah, the organiz- whole organization just seems like a mess. The coaches had to get involved. The players had to pull them apart. I uh, I look. Karis LeVert was just sitting at the scores table. I mean, he 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 didn't want any of that. He didn't want to go in and pull anybody to the side. He was just like, all right, I don't want to be involved. I mean, personally, I'm not a fan of the coaches giving you too much talk during the game. Like, you know, if you're not playing well, just just take me out. I'll collect the con- I'll collect the check on my bench. So uh, I was just thinking, what would you boys do in that situation if your coach is John at you like that? Wow, that's a good question. That's I I question. think like. I don't know. I'm not really a confrontational guy. I probably would have sat on the bench, just taken it and then just complained to the other boys on the bench. Like, yo, can you believe this guy, man? Yeah. Call Larry Bird. Yeah. (laughs) Also before Owen goes quickly, uh, a lot of bald guys on the Pacers staff. A little strange, a little strange, just an observation. That is a good observation. So my loser of the week is the integrity of the great sport of horse racing. So as we all know, America's probably number one sport, I would say most popular sport in the United States Horse racing had a little bit of a, a scandal. The sports world, the sports world entirely, and especially the horse racing world, was just rocked. Medina Spirit, the winner of the Kentucky Derby, tested positive for steroids. Scandal, absolute scandal. Just like I said, rocks the rocked the world of sports in general. And Bob Baffert, Medina Baffert, 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 Bob, ba- Bob Baffert, Medina Spirits head. What do you call it? Like a trainer, his head coach. No, he's the owner. The so owner, he's, he's the Jerry Jones of the doping horse. Yeah. So his head coach, Bob Baffert. Um, this is his, his head horse coach in the last year <laughs> to fail a drug, a drug test for steroids. So at this point, I think the question is: Does the horse not know how to like bring a fake, some fake pee in there, or like at what, what is he what doing? At what point does the horse start taking responsibility? 
Because when when does the horse take some accountability at, at this point? We got to start yeah. asking ourselves. Yeah, because you can't yeah. keep blaming it on your owner. At some point, the horse has to take responsibility. And we all know when you're talking about horse ra- racing, it's got to be one of the most just cleanest sports, one of the most morally correct sports. So you don't want to have any sort of scandal there. You want to keep it clean, keep it clean for the fans. Big loser of the week, just sports rock the sports world, the scandal of horse racing. So yeah, horses are like a top 10 animal in the animal kingdom. No, boys. Yeah, Absolutely. I think though. No I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I think they make it an easy. Similarly to Owen, my my first loser of the week is doing it the right way. Not only did Medina's spirit take a tough loss this week, um, Paul George, a guy who never talks out his ass, he just shuts up and plays basketball. Guy who never makes false claims, never went on a podcast and said during my MVP season for a time he finished fifth in MVP voting, never did any of that. Never blamed blowing a 3-1 lead on his coach who was fired. Uh, Never did any of that. Tough game today. 42 minutes played, no free throws attempted, eight for 20, two for nine from three. You know, primetime Paul George has been such a consistent star for so long it's just tough to see a guy who does it the right way take another he's L. never he's never blamed a player for um shooting a game winning shot never was triple teamed and a guy shot a wide open three and then after the game went to the media and said yeah i need to get the ball in that situation we talked about that never did that never no, did that so I, I don't like to see him fail and uh my second loser is anti-vaxxers uh, it's been a tough year uh, for some of the anti-vaxxers. It's, it's very, you know, it, it's it's a sensitive top subject, so I don't want to go too much. But the Bills GM, Brandon Bean, insinuated that it's going to be uh, easy for the Bills to cut players if they're not vaccinated. So that's uh, that's tough. Another tough loss for that, you know, community letting, of kind souls. Letting the boys know. Yeah, just letting them know. And that was winners and losers. Loved it. Loved it. Debut debut uh, episode. Of yeah, debut uh, debut segment for winners and losers. Yeah. We've been sitting on this one for a few weeks. Now, on Saturday night in Indiana, the loser of the weekend, Russell Westbrook, who some would say is a winner of the weekend. Uh, 33, 19, 15. You all saw it. Game-winning block. His 181st triple-double of all time. That tied him for first place he's going to go for the record tomorrow night in atlanta and the question on everybody's mind everybody wants to know what side of the coin are the flag of the playboys on when it comes to westbrook and we're very divided westbrook's one of the most pulverizing players in nba history but i do want to say this right away these moments don't happen often the last time an all-time nba record got broken was 10 years ago when ray allen passed reggie miller It's a bit of a rare moment to see a guy take the all-time record, but Westbrook is such a pulverizing player that the debate has been basically, is he like a all-timer or is he just another guy? And I know Owen Clark lands himself in the, he's just another guy category. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say he's just another guy. Like, like you said, he's tied the record for most triple doubles He's been an all-star for, what, nine years, something like that. He's won an MVP. He's been to the finals before. Like, he's a great player. I'm not disputing that. What I will be disputing today is his actual impact on this team because I think that is just wildly blown out of proportion. Um, so I just want to throw a stat out here. For the, uh, for the fans at home, especially the moms, they know that I am a big stats guy 
huge stats guy. Love the numbers. Stats guy. Yeah, stats guy. And so I was looking at the uh, some of West, Russell Westbrook's advanced stats here. And for our fans at home, what a win share is, is basically it's the wins you add to the team. So it's kind of like war in baseball. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. Did you come up with that? I actually did not come up with that. I'm, I'm probably the first person to maybe draw attention to it as, as it comes when it comes to Russell Westbrook. So I will take absolute credit for that. Um, Let's go. Yeah. So if anybody wants to talk about Russell Westbrook's win shares, credit flag on the play, please. Please. Um, but Russell Westbrook this season, he has contributed three win shares. So that means he's added three wins to his team. And I want to put that in context to you, for you guys. He has as many win shares as Thomas Sadoransky. He has 0.1 more win share than Bertans. So what I'm trying to say here is that although he does absolutely fill up the stat sheet and he is absolutely just, you know, a great statistical player as far as totals go, I would say his actual impact, at least this season, and at least since the somewhat recent memory has been very limited. We all know he's an inefficient player, although he is, you know, shooting a bit better from three this year. His free throw shooting is down. Field goal percentage is about where it normally is, which, I mean, isn't necessarily great. In the bottom um, fifth of the league. Yeah, it's yeah. not excellent. And so I would say as far as efficiency goes and as far as actual contributions to wins, Russell Westbrook is wildly overrated, wildly overrated. But uh-huh. I, again, I don't well, I don't want to take anything away from the accomplishment. That's great. Like he, He's got some good numbers for sure. He just doesn't you have think he's a Hall of Famer? To, to, yeah, he's got to be a Hall of Famer with, with just the records he's put up. But, I mean, it's going to be a Hall of Famer that has no rings. So yeah. And this is this is what's sad to me. I loved Prime Westbrook. I know he didn't play the way that, you know, you dream up a basketball player playing, but it was such a unique experience. I don't think you'll ever really see anything like that again. The guy was just like every day he was showing up just gunning and he was filling up the stat sheet every night. His MVP season, he had 42 triple doubles. He played in all the games. He, he Over half of them, he had triple double in. I, I think that he's kind of been... I, Everybody will agree with Owen that he's inefficient and his usage is not ideal for an NBA player. But I feel like people like just throw away the talent because of these inefficiencies. I agree with with both you guys in in a few sense like that. Um, His impact on the game of basketball and the game as a whole, I think, is quite great. Right. You don't just stumble into averaging a triple double. He's one of the most explosive players of all, maybe of all time, really. I mean, just the way he's played. But his impact on the team and how he's contributed to his teams has has been up for debate for sure. Just because of his, he hasn't had a lot of playoff success. He has played with some great players for sure, and he just hasn't able hasn't been able to do it. But at the same time, I don't think Westbrook's going to lose any sleep over not winning a title. I just don't think he's that kind of guy. Where at the end of the day, he'll be, you know. I think, like he said, he still thinks he's a champion, so that's all that really matters. I think, personally, his renaissance has been fun to watch, too. People are starting to talk about him again because of his tremendous season that he's had with Washington and how well he's meshed with Beal. Um, obviously, he's going to smash uh, Oscar Robertson's um, record. And, yeah, averaging a triple-double in three of the last four seasons 
and you just can't disregard his greatness. Um, a lot of other guys haven't had season postseason success, and they're still regarded as greats of the game. When you look back at it, I just don't think you can – like Westbrook's a unicorn in my opinion because when you look back, there hasn't been one player that has ever, ever played like him. Like just there hasn't, and I don't think there will ever be a player that play, that has played like him. 32, still one of the most expo- explosive players in the NBA, former MVP. And yeah, I just – just the one thing is I don't think he's always made his teammates – very good and he and sometimes he, he doesn't always make the right play and and i just remember watching him in houston it was just super frustrating to watch him because i feel like obviously he has like the potential and stuff but sometimes he just doesn't make the play that's right there that's going to help the team um he'd rather go you know 100 miles an hour at the rim and drive so fast that the ball just hits the glass and it doesn't even hit the rim like it's just you know you know what i mean like those plays where he'll drive so fast he'll yeah. go for a layup and he'll go back and then the other team will get a quick fast break so that's the only frustrating thing is his potential has been so great and I don't think he's harnessed it in the sense where it's helped his team. Instead, he's, he's, he's just been more, I guess, I don't want to say selfish, but he uses his talent to augment his stats. One thing I think, you know, I, I obviously have issues with Westbrook when it comes to scoring and efficiency and whatnot, but I think one thing that is like often disregarded is he is a great passer. He's one of the best passers in the NBA. He makes some of the, you know, he has some of the prettiest assists you'll see. He's up there, in my opinion, with guys like Chris Paul, as far as just the ability to, to put the ball where it needs to be at the right time. But, you know, you take the bad with the good. You take that with terrible shots and lots of threes, even though he's, you know, this season is one of his best, you know, three-point shooting seasons, and he's shooting 31%. So um, I think with Westbrook, you take the bad and the good, and, and there's a lot of good. At the same time, there's a lot of bad. All-time great player. I just don't think he's the type of player that's going to win you a championship alone. I think that his assists are so high because I've heard talk that he like force forces his assists sometimes. Have well, you guys I'm, ever uh, seen that, I guess, in the game? I, I never noticed it, no. But I, I, I don't think... Uh, I think probably his teammates will help him out by shooting when they pass. Like I think everybody kind of likes him well enough that they know oh, yeah. if he's close yeah. enough, they'll just put it up if he passes yeah. them the ball. Yeah. I mean, um, we know one thing we know about Westbrook is like he gelled super well with, with Harden. They were really good friends. Like it looks like he's friends with everybody on the Wizards team. He's been well liked his whole career. Yeah. The only guy he didn't get along with is just KD. the guy he should have got along with. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I agreed with Alex, like fully uh, one of one. I don't think that there's a guy that we'll see like that again. And really one of the more memorable NBA players of the last like 10 years. I, I would put him right up there. Like I, I put, I would say LeBron's probably the most memorable and then Curry, Durant, and then you can sort him however you want him, but I think he's in the, you know, Davis, Giannis, Wade, CP3 category. I think yeah. he would be up in there. Oh, and you made a face. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say because, I mean, CP3 doesn't have a title. He doesn't have a title. Um, and I think CP3 is, a you know, a better player. But like I said, it's tough to argue with the, the sheer numbers. And I think he's obviously going to be a hall of famer it's inevitable as much as i don't like him as a player and i wouldn't necessarily want him to be the centerpiece of my team you got it you got it you got it you're just fighting upstream if you say he's not going to be in the hall of fame that's just not going to happen yeah yeah for sure what where he'll get his uh rightful criticism is it he could have i mean they were on the cusp probably two times i mean i know they made the finals and lost to miami but i i think they would have lost that the majority of the time they, they were really close in 2014 against san antonio uh, the year the spurs won I, I i thought they were really 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 close that year i didn't think he was that bad in in the 2014 series and then obviously 2016 
uh, is where he'll get basketball yeah. hung for his career. I mean, they were up three, one and it, it seemed like really they were going to win the championship. It, it really did. And I almost it, feel like when stuff kind of gets difficult for him, um, I guess he's just played this way his whole career. It's just, he plays at such an uncontrollable pace that it's difficult for his teammates sometimes to follow. Like once again, like I, I just, I, I'm saying it again because I just thought he had so much potential. And, and if he could have worked on slowing his game down a little bit, like, I mean, if he played like a small forward, if he was, if he was a couple inches taller, I mean, maybe he had a different, maybe he'd have a different career, but I think in the NBA, you prefer a guy that can settle your team down a little bit like that Rondo quality, you yeah. know, direct traffic and stuff. It's just sometimes when, when his teams needed that, he'd just, just make a uncontrollable play and just, just uh, a one gear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's that old you love 90% and you hate the other 10 uh, for sure. But I, I, I'm i pretty interested to see how he's going to age here in these next couple of years. I personally don't think it's going to be very pretty, but uh, I would like to see him have some sort of role as a bench guy on a good team maybe down the line. I just don't know how achievable it is because he really made the conscious decision when Durant left. Okay, I just I'm just going to do this for myself now like I. I'm going to try to do it on my own, which I think that's sort of how he took Durant leaving and like the pieces he had around him. When in reality, the guys he had on his team were better than I think he probably wanted them to be. It's going to be interesting to see when it's all said and done, how it kind of finishes up for him. But I'm, I'm firmly planting my flag in that. He's one of the most memorable players of the last 10, 15 years and all that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to shift our gears over a little current day NBA. That was a little historical. I like that a little deep dive, a little throwback. There were some good vibes in there. Also last thing on Westbrook, actually, I noticed uh, on basketball reference, you know how it has their nicknames displayed at the top. Yeah. 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 Um, They called him beast Brook on the third one. And if that wasn't the most 2012 thing I've ever heard, I, I don't know what was. Beasts of the sad. East. You remember when the Eastern Conference team would win the uh, they'd win the Eastern Conference chip, and then they'd all get the Beast of the East shirt. Yeah, the, those Adidas shirts. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, so I remember funny. those. The, those were tough. And then best, best in, the, in West. the West. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. You now know it's NBA back. Finals time when they bust those shirts out. Yeah, when they bust out the best in the West and they lift that stupid ball trophy. Oh. It's like half of a ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks terrible. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, current day NBA little award talk. The fellas did all NBA teams last week. We have all the regular awards, MVP defensive player of the year, six man coach of the year, most improved rookie of the year. Where do you fellas want to start? Owen, you just go and you pick a category you want to start with buddy. I want to start with, let me think here. I think I want to start with rookie of the year. Cause I've gone back and forth on this one. Um, I think earlier in the year, it was pretty hard to say LaMelo wasn't going to win it. But obviously we know that he went, you know, he hurt, he got hurt and he, he was out for a while and people thought he was going to miss the rest of the season. Um, and obviously that didn't turn out to be the case. Um, so, and during that time, the interesting thing was we saw, obviously, you know, um, Anthony Edwards started off a bit slow, but he's become a very, very, very productive player and super good. Like just, he's, he's been scoring at a crazy pace. Um, you've seen flashes of, I would say even like a player like Westbrook, that type of explosiveness. Yeah. So I think that's tough for me because personally, I'm a LaMelo fan. I've been a LaMelo fan my whole life. I remember watching him when he was 14 years old in high school and thinking he was going to be a beast. And so he would be my pick. 
um, earlier in the season, but I, my pick as of right now, I have to go Anthony Edwards just based on the way he's been kind of finishing out the year and uh, obviously taking into account Lamelo's injuries. So that would be my pick for rookie of the year would be Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I, I agree. I've I, I go back and forth too because Lamelo certainly has contributed to a winning team more yeah. than Anthony Edwards has because Anthony Edwards has just kind of been putting up shots here for the last two and a half months. But I, I think Anthony Edwards is a little more like spectacular. I just think he's a better basketball player, uh, score well, more spectacular basketball, not a better all around basketball player. But okay, okay, uh, good, good caveat there. Yeah, that was a good pivot, right? I almost yeah, yeah. slipped up. Uh, <laughs> more, exp- I've been more surprised by what he's doing, is the right yeah. way to say it. And I feel like, uh, I didn't know what to expect. And I just think he's going to be really, really good now. I, I really do think so. So I'm going to put him number one. Cause he, he did play like 20 more games. I think is the final tally, something like yeah. that. And uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to Hal Burton. Cause I think that dude's a baller. Yes. And, uh, yeah. The rookie of the year debate was interesting. Cause like Owen said, it started off with Lamella ball and he was playing phenomenal. You know, like the way he was facilitating on his team and just making everyone better. Um, but Hallie Burton was right up there too. Um, but then Ball went out with the injury. Halliburton's missed game two, games two. And um, as we've seen with the MVP and a lot of other categories, um, we do have to respect the amount of games someone's played. I think if, if all three of these guys played the same amount of games, I think then you could, you know, argue for all three of them, you know, Ball, Halliburton, and Edwards. But yeah, just that explosiveness, um, his scoring, um, he, he's been super fun to watch. Um, and yeah, he's played 67 games. LaMelo had uh, 51 games and I think Halliburton had 58 games. So yeah, Edwards ended up playing way more. And I think, um, yeah, I think he, he should, he should win rookie of the year. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you boys the whole way. Uh, Alex, I think I know who you would have most improved player as, and I think we would all have the same one, but I know you're a big fan yeah, big Julius Randle fan, man. Uh, he he should definitely win Most Improved Player of the Year. Uh, I don't even think it's – I don't even know what other guys are yeah. in the running for it. I'm trying to think. But, yeah, like, once again, like, his game today against the Clippers, he had the, hit that great shot. Um, arguably maybe the best defender in the NBA or maybe the best player in the NBA, Paul George, just an absolute animal. He hit that shot with uh, – I think it was about with a minute or two left um yeah right in his mug. nasty nasty step back put him on skates um but yeah julius random i've so happy for him um just the way his his career has um worked out now with the knicks if you boys um remember uh his first game right with uh with la he, he broke his leg in the first in his like first 15 minutes of his nba career so yeah, yeah. just the way he's been playing i raved about him last podcast so uh, if you want more Randall talk, go listen to that. But yeah, he's been unbelievable. Yeah, when he broke his leg, I was watching that on my phone. I was think I was like thirteen or fourteen, and I dropped my phone and it cracked. True story. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. the that's the analysis you'll get on flag of the play. There you go. Yeah, I don't think there's like if there's anybody else that's even nominated for the award, they should just pull out or retire or whatever because it's there's no question who it's going to be and i don't think it's like alex was saying it's not even going to be close it's randall randall's running away with it yeah and for yeah. the same reasons he said i agree i am gonna i'm gonna throw a candidate in there i'll do it but it's it's a it's a caveat candidate no if yeah he, give me one because i don't know like i don't I genuinely don't know either for the last 20 games if he was doing this the whole way and okay. i know he was kind of doing it the whole way he was building up but uh, Michael Fords. Porter, I got my- <laughs> oh Michael Porter. Yeah, I got Michael Ooh. Porter there. Good yeah. one, man. That's a great 
great one. Yeah, I, because I, he's just I mean, the guy's just unbelievable. I can't believe it. I think oh, some of it, some of it has come with like extra touches because Murray's out, but he's he's really hitting that ceiling. I I never thought uh, we'd wow. see. Were you a fan when he came out of Missouri? Me? Were you a believer? Well, I, I liked it for Denver, yeah, because there was no real risk. Like they were already pretty yeah. good. And yeah. would you have taken him higher though if you were drafting higher? He sort of needed to go to the right situation. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No, that's a good pick. I actually didn't think of of Porter that way. I uh, even even during even when Murray was playing, I thought he was playing good. But now he's just unleashed his full potential. Oh, yeah. Now we really see what what he's all about. And like I said, I mean, he definitely has that Durant quality. And he said himself, he modeled his game quite a bit around Durant's game too. So yeah, yeah, definitely okay. in terms of like height and wingspan, they're yeah. pretty close. Um, I'll do Coach of the Year because I do think this one's pretty close too. Um, I'm going with Tibbs, but I, I could see why you'd pick someone else. Uh, I think the Knicks have kind of overachieved the whole way here. It's not to say it's not a diss on them in any way, but I mean, just look at their roster. He's certainly maximized the most and everything he could get out of it. Uh, I wouldn't have said this a month ago, but I, I just, it's great to see the Knicks back and relevant again. So, uh, he's got to get some credit for what he's done there. I would pick him. I got, so for coach of the year, I got, um, I actually got Monty Williams. I just think what he's been able to do with the Suns in, in the West to um, really, really tough division um, given how they went unbeated, uh, undefeated in the, in the bubble. Um, so I think the way Monty Williams has got them playing, how he's got the role players playing. I think Aiton's been tremendous the way they use him with like those pick and rolls. And then it's just an easy lob every time I've, I've been, I've been uh, really happy with Monty Williams and I think he should win. Yeah, I I agree. I had him on mine as well. Uh, You can make a really good case that he should be the guy. And he was kind of left for dead too. I think he was coaching New Orleans Hornets and then assistant for a bunch of teams. And now it's good to see him uh, back and thriving. Oh, and did you have one of our two or did you go with? uh, I had a different one. I think I think I know who you went with. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I think uh, both Monty Williams and uh, Tibbs have a really good case, and I think I could see this. This is the award award for me that's maybe the closest. But I would go with I would give the edge to Quinn Snyder. Yeah. Jazz. Oh, we knew. I say that (laughs) just because of the production that he's been able to get out of his guys. I think I feel like each one of um, his top players. I mean, Jordan Clarkson, we'll talk a bit about six man later, but he's been great this year. Uh, he's taken some, some leaps and bounds. I think Gobert is having one of his better defensive seasons, which I mean, is hard to do considering he's a defensive beast every year. And obviously the seed, you know, they're one of the, what are they? Number one, they're top, one of the top teams in the West and they've been yeah. number one for a good part of the year. So I think they are, a uh, great team, and like I said, it could go. It's a toss-up for me, but I would give it to Quinn Snyder just because, just because of the production he's got out of his guys. Yeah, uh, those are good picks all the way around. I like all three of us when we're uh, a little divided there. Winner, uh, winner buys seafood for the other people. There's the deal. <laughs> there you That's go. The That's the move. Uh, Owen, I'll go throw back to you because I know you love some jazz and uh, six man of the year. If it's not one jazz guy, it's another jazz guy. I think so. Yeah, I'm going Clarkson. He's elevated his game to a new level, like I was saying. He's been great. I mean, and he's also been a key contributor. I think he's averaging like 17 points this year, and he's shooting super efficiently. Um, I mean, I think he's shooting 35, 36% from three, which is pretty good. Yeah, 18 uh, a game. percent from the line. Yeah, 18 a game. I think he's, he's shooting – he was a little bit earlier in the year, shooting 95% from the line. So he's been just an excellent, excellent, excellent player and taking – like I said, taking a step 
Uh, I, I, you could even maybe consider him a, a distant candidate in, in most of the crew because of the way he's played, he's just been great. So that would be my pick for sure. Definitely. Remember when he didn't have tattoos? Yeah, no, barely. Wow. I've almost forgot. That yeah. was when he was on the Lakers. Hey, yeah. He was yeah. like the original Kuzma dude. Yeah. They both have like, the, they have the same career path, dude. I'm looking forward to Kuzma winning the six. I love his hair though. In a couple of years. Sick. Something yeah. happens to you when you go to LA then, I guess. Yeah. You just yeah. get all tatted up and then you'll get traded somewhere small and you'll just start balling. That's the way you yeah. do it. Julius Randall happened to him too. Yep. Got tatted up, got new hair. That's the way. Also shout out Joe Ingles. I would put him in here too, because, uh, Guy's 40, uh, 46% from three, 71% at the basket. The guy's like just an amazing, amazing shooter. So excellent defender, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I own his jersey. So, you know what? That's one of my favorite jerseys I own. I love it. I'll do Depoy because I know Alex wants to do MVP or Alex should do MVP. Yeah. Um, I have Ben Simmons. I don't know if you guys will have Gobert or not, but I have Ben Simmons and I'm a Ben Simmons guy. I'm planting my flag in the camp. I don't care what he can't do. The guy's amazing. Would it be great if he learned how to do some things that don't involve uh, defense and dribbling? Yeah, that would be fantastic. But you know what? His defense is so good. He's far and away the best defender in the league, in my opinion, that I don't care about the other stuff. I, I just I think the guy is like a free safety out there. He's spectacular. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say the K word. I'm not going to say Kawhi word, but he's definitely uh, 85 to 90% of the way there. I I don't. I don't. I have. Uh, I've been Simmons as well for the same reasons. I think he's just a spectacular defensive player. He's been special this year. So, gotta, yeah, I, got I mean, too. you can't give all the awards to the Jazz. So, yeah. If if, if you could, though, you would. You know, <laughs> he's he's saving he's saving uh, Gobert for MVP. Yeah, he can't win them both. <laughs> he can't win them both. Yeah. <laughs> no, the MVP, Alex. You you give your whole spiel. This is your guy. You've been on the you've been on the boat since day one. This is since day one since they ran that Taco Bell commercial when he got drafted. They didn't even announce the draft pick live, like on TV. I'll get into Jokic a little later. Um, stay tuned for hot take of the week. I got a whole spiel about that. That's a tease. Um, Good tease. That's a tease. Um, but boys, I don't think there's too much more to say. Uh, um, yeah, I think Jokic uh, hasn't missed a game. Murray went out. They're still afloat. They haven't lost too many games without Murray. Um, once again. He's up there with the assists, the points, um, rebounds. I know he's getting knocked on his defense a little bit, but he does average above a steal a game. I think maybe even two. I'm not sure, but yeah, just just the way he he he's he's contributed and uh, he's unstoppable. Um, I do think that there were some other candidates that definitely could have like obviously Embiid. I just think he's missed he 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 missed officially 19 games, but we'll round it to 20. Missing 20 games is is way too much in my opinion. Um, and we need to award award guys that I mean he's an Iron Man of this season. He hasn't missed a game. So I, I thought Curry was in the MVP discussion given the way he's playing. Um, how many points he put up? Forty two in twenty forty nine in twenty nine forty nine in twenty nine minutes. So I've you know if if any of those guys won two, I, I wouldn't have been mad. Um, just just given how much Jokic has played this season, I think he he deserves to win it. Yeah, I I'm I'm with you there. I had Embiid for probably up until like three weeks ago, then I just couldn't stop denying it anymore. I thought Embiid was the most dominant force I saw in the NBA this year, like the most intimidating to stop, but the totality of what Jokic has done, I don't think can really be like ignored. The guy's the MVP by definition. He's most valuable. And what's most amazing to me is like Murray gets hurt and he's just like, okay, I'll just shoot more and I'll, 
involve everybody else more. I don't even think, I don't think their bench is very good. I don't think their supporting cast is all that great. And he's still just doing it basically by himself. Yeah. He'll do whatever he can to get him there. So uh, I have him as MVP. Yeah. Dozier, yeah. Uh, Barton, just, I know they're not incredible players, but they are guys that, that bring depth and, and they've still been winning. So, yeah. And I, I had Curry three too. Curry, uh, cause we kind of wrote them for dead in the first week of the season and they sort of came right back. Owen, did you have the same three there? Yeah, I would have put uh, Curry above above Embiid. I would have put him in my second spot. And I think, honestly, he could have made a, a case as the MVP if his team was better. But, I mean, when you're when the second option is Andrew Wiggins. Kind of tough. Yeah. You're not in a great spot. Maple so, Jordan. Maple Jordan. When your son thinks you're a professional golf player, but you're really, like, maybe the MVP, that's kind of tough, too. Yeah, yeah. you got to let him know. I'm not For a golfer. Anyone who doesn't know, uh, Steph Curry's son, I think his name's Cannon, bro, if I read that right. C A N O N. Cannon Curry? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Name. Hold on. Kind of a baller name. I saw a picture of his kid, and the ki- Cannon dude is massive. Bro, his name's <laughs> Cannon. C A N O N. Now, maybe they maybe they pronounce, I don't know how else you could pronounce Kanon? this differently. Cannon. Isaiah Cannon. Maybe Cannon. Also, it's funny, all three of his children, they just look the same. They do. They do. It's they do look the weird. same. I'm not even gonna lie. What do you think the career is for Cannon Curry with that name? He looks like a guard. He's a he's a chubby one, dude. He's got like, some mass. Just a okay. sharpshooter. <laughs> yeah, I think his dad and his grandpa. Yeah, exactly. No. Nah, anyways, I, I was thinking um, he works as like a lifeguard or something. Cannon. Oh, yeah. like, like that. That's pretty sick. Like a cannonball. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, like cannonball. Go ahead, Alex. <laughs> but uh, yeah, his. Uh, his son thought he was a professional golfer since we all know Curry loves to golf. But up until recently, his son Cannon thought that his dad was a professional golfer and not like a top three NBA player right now. So that's a good aside. I didn't know that. The more, you know, you always learn on the flag on the play. Exactly. You always want to know. Yeah. You always do want to know the And uh, with that, I think we should shift our gears over. Uh, we got a big week ahead of us. There's obviously a banger weekend. We talked all about that, but uh I, I don't I took the rearview mirrors off my car. I'm always looking forward, baby. And uh, what uh, what will we be watching this week? What are you boys looking forward to the most? Oh, when you can lead off, buddy. I'm gonna be looking forward to uh, to the Jays games this week. Oh, it's a theme. It's a it's a recurring theme. <laughs> a recurring Owen theme. looks forward to the Jays. And let me guess, they're gonna go three and four or four and three. Yeah. And the pitching's not gonna be great, but they're gonna have some good days at the plate. Let me yeah, guess. They, That's what it's gonna be like this week. They'll split a series, lose a series, and win a series. That's my prediction. So yep. big week coming up. We're trying to get over three games over five hundred for the first time this season. Um, tough loss tonight, but uh, we're hoping to bounce back. And then from there, I think I'm going to be watching uh, All or Nothing on Amazon Prime. Going to finally wow. start the Cowboys season. So let's go. Did you uh, watch for, the first two? I just watched the Cardinals, and wow, that was it, I was telling Phil, dude, I it was so good. It was such a good show. Like for those who uh, for those who don't know, the flag on the play is only like five years behind. So we've all been cycling through All or Nothing the last couple of weeks. Um, I just ran through the whole thing. I'm on the Eagles right now, so I don't want to spoil too much. Um, but hey, homework for the people at home. If you want to know what we're talking about, because we there's a good chance we might talk about this again, you guys just catch up. So, you know, call in sick to work, do what you got to do, and uh, let's let's catch up on Amazon Prime here. Owen, you're we'll starting the Cowboys. 
Yeah. I'm starting the we'll Cowboys. Give you, think, we'll yeah. give you a couple more weeks, a couple more weeks to catch up. And hey, you know what? We're going to set that deadline and then we're just going to be talking spoilers. So that's on you if you don't get your homework done. Yeah. yeah spoilers from the show four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. You can't but, say you haven't been warned. Yeah. yeah. Flag on the play book club. Yeah. Yep. So yep. Owen's watching the Jays and he's watching all or nothing. <laughs> Did you boys see those? Uh, I like the pink bats today. I love I love the pink bats. Every year I look year? forward to the yeah. pink bats. Oh yeah. They do that every year? Okay. Yeah. The one thing I think was different was they had like their hats were like pink tinged. Like I thought it was just like fell in like the dirt or something. Or no, they did that in 2019 it. I think too. They, they always do that, yeah. Like, it, they, cuz cuz they do it in MLB the show and when I'm playing franchise and I get to the game I'm always so hyped. I'm like wow, I got the pink bats out today. This is nice. sick. Happy Mother's Day. Nice. Love that. Yeah. Shout Alex, what are you again. watching this week? Yeah, shout out to the moms again. Yeah, shout out to the moms again. You can never shout them out too much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm interested. Boston and Miami play again today. So I'm in uh not again today, uh again this week. So I'm interested to see how Boston responds to losing to Miami. Because yeah, Boston's been so shaky this season and uh, they just haven't showed me enough to trust them in the playoffs. I got Portland and the Suns, that should be interesting. And then uh Philly and Miami. I feel like that would be good too. I feel like Miami's getting some steam going here into the playoffs and they're gelling. They got their guys healthy, like I said before. So um, and I'm just hopefully not too many teams rest their guys. But hey, you know what? If you have to rest them to save them for the playoffs so that we get a good playoffs, I'm all for it. But yeah, season's coming up here. Yep, I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, I think play-in is the like Monday or Tuesday of next week, not this one. Yeah. So that'll be good. Uh, but what I'm watching this week, I'm looking, so it looks like the two, three are pretty much set. It's going to be Brooklyn or Milwaukee, but like you could flip them. Philly looks like they're going to get number one seed. So that means Milwaukee's going to play Brooklyn in round two in all likelihood. Uh, so Philadelphia is going to play the winner of the four or five game. And if I was Philadelphia, I would not want to play Miami out of the Knicks and the Hawks. I would not want to play Miami. So I'm going to be watching who lands in four and five there. Because I think like Knicks Hawks would also be a great series. I think that would be super fun to watch. Uh, but the, every team is pretty much tied. The Knicks are a game up on both, but they each have four left. Uh, Atlanta has a really easy schedule, so they're probably going to get in there. But it's going to be interesting to see between the Knicks and Miami who gets there because I think Philadelphia will probably be cheering for the Knicks. But it's going to be a good little race to see there. I love it. Kill it. I love it. Yeah. Just looking forward to the playoffs. Honestly, when you're in that last week, you're just it's like, tough. All right, let's, it's let's tough. There's a, when, when like you go the on the score app, when you go on the standings and you just see the X, you're just waiting so that all the X's yeah. are filled out. That's yeah. what I'm waiting for. Yeah, it's like the like last it. week of school before like summer vacation. Like you're not trying to do like homework at this point. You're just you're just waiting for the for the final bell. That's what yeah, you're exactly. Out. You're waiting yeah. for the buzzer. It's tough. Yeah. You're like, watching you, like movies in class, like resting oh, yeah. players. Same yeah. thing. I sit down to look at what I'm going to watch this week. And I really thought to myself, I'm focused on the four or five seed battle in the Eastern conference. That, that lets you know how close we are to the playoffs. That's dedication. That's really tough situation to be in if you're me. So don't be like, just, just go out and do something like, please. Yeah. Don't be like me. You don't have to be scared of the rocket anymore. So cool. No, yeah, you can leave the house. Thanks for staying in, by the way, guys. We told you last week, stay in the house. So I know you all you guys did it. So yeah. All our fans in the Indian Ocean, we probably saved a couple of lives there. So we did. They were staying, they were staying down in their stations. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, we're gonna close off this week as we always do on uh, Monday mornings with hot take of the week, fellas. We live on Twitter, we live on Instagram. 
and we find the hottest take we can find. It's anonymous, of course. We don't want to expose anybody because we don't want them to stop making their hot takes. But let's get right into it. Alex, you got a hot take, and I, I wow. we'll, we'll lift the anonymous tag for Alex's Boy. take. Boy, we'll lift the anonymous tag because we all know who this is. It was all over Twitter. Nick Wright, buddy. He said, Jokic is going to be the worst MVP of the last 35 years. I'm going to say it again. Jokic, Nikola Jokic, is going to be the worst MVP of the last 35 years. Can we not just celebrate the guys that win the MVP, how successful their year was, and not be so quick to compare? I think that in like today's day and age, we're so quick to compare everybody. Just, I, I think all of the MVPs in the last 35 years have had something different to offer to the game in terms of their play style and how they've contributed to the game. Jokic is a unicorn, really, if you think about it. Because once again, I think he's one of those players that we might never be able to see again. And 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 I don't think anyone's played like Jokic before. So, and and I don't think it, it's just it's just absurd to me to compare Shaq to Jokic, to compare Steve Nash to Jokic. It just doesn't make sense. Every season is different. Um, every player is different. And like I said, how they've contributed. As I said before, he, he lost his right-wing guy in Jamal Murray, still kept the ship afloat. But I'm, I'm honestly not going to justify why Jokic is the MVP. We already talked about that. But on top of what Nick Wright said, he also then goes on IG Live or something and says, Jokic winning the MVP and the nuggets being talked about is bad for ratings. Boys, and I quote, this is what he said. Let me tell you a little secret, folks. The nuggets being talked about and Jokic winning the MVP is bad for ratings. So, Nick, first of all, buddy, that's not a secret. You, you think nuggets <laughs> fans and Bucks fans and, and small market teams, like, you know, they, you think you think they can compete for ratings with the Lakers and the Knicks? You think that's some secret guy? Like, I don't even know who doesn't know that. That's, um, that's but, a the sky is blue take. But you should still respect them. I mean, if you don't like Jokic, like, you, you obviously don't like basketball. Just just go play 2K instead. Just stop yeah. watching. And yeah. I think Nick Wright has soccer Super League virus. We all know what happened a couple weeks weeks ago wow. with, the, with, the, with the Super League. So, all right, Nick, how, why don't we just take the Lakers and the Celtics and the Knicks and the Clippers and just have them play all the time so that ratings are always safe. The Clippers so, are honored know, to make your little list right there. Wow, the, you know the, what? Maybe I shouldn't have put them, but hey, they're an LA team, whatever. He probably thinks they're 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 going to help the ratings. But like Nick Wright is a front row ticket to the biggest clown show. And then hey, on <laughs> wow, top you, of that, you're really going in right now, eh? I got and the last thing I'm going to be done here. Sorry, boys. The last thing he said, Chris Paul should be MVP. And look, don't get me wrong. I love Chris Paul. I, I've been talking great stuff about Chris Paul this entire podcast. But like, what are you on? If, if, if like I said, if he said Curry or Embiid should win, I'd be like, all right, maybe you can make a case for that. But but Paul and Jokic are basically tied in assists. I mean, assists are, are a category that, that should be dominated by point guards. And Jokic is still neck and neck with Paul about that. So, um, and, and then Nikola Vucevic tweeted at Nick Wright, and said they really let, and I quote, they really let anyone on television these days. So baller move by Vucevic, yep. not letting any slander be put on, on Nicola's everywhere. So he's protecting the name, big protecting the name guy. No big weekend Nicolas. for Nicola's. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, while we're, uh, while we're just, just unloading shots on Nick, Wright, I've hated this guy and his takes for years. Phil knows 
I can't stand Nick Wright. I literally <laughs> cannot stand the sound of his voice. This guy's the biggest Kansas City homer. He's you want to hear some of the stupidest takes ever for the fans? Let at me home? hear this it. Is, the Hall of Fame of dumb takes. Nick Wright once said, "Are you ready for this?" Let me hear Mom's it. Mom's at home. Make sure you got your. Hold on to something because this is this is intense. He grab said, the, the Warriors. Grab, grab go, the couch. <laughs> grab the couch. Take your heart pills. Whatever you need to do. He said, "If the Warriors could go back in time, they would not sign Kevin Durant." Okay, so that that is a flamer. Right, right, wow. That is a flamer. <laughs> you need to you need to quit your job. Like Nick, dude. In my books, the minute you say that, you're done. This guy said he picked the Cavs to win the NBA Finals in four or five games in 2017. So did I. So, just, so did I, baby. Okay. Wow. Nick, so we, we ride, buddy. Let's now. go. LeBron no City. Basketball. That, <laughs> okay. So, anyways, I just Nick is just an absolute disgrace to the profession. I can't stand the guy. I think his takes are horrible. And he tries to be Colin Coward, but he's just not. He never that, will be. That Kevin Durant take, I didn't know about that. That might be worse than when Max Kellerman said – if the aliens had a space beam pointed at Earth, <laughs> that he'd have Iguodala take the last shot. The that might be Nick Wright's comment might be worse than what Max Kellerman said. Yeah. So I want Nick Iguodala. Wright is, Nick Wright is just an absolute clown. Um, but yeah, always welcome on the pod anytime he wants. Yeah, Nick. Like yeah. I like Open you. Like 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 maybe <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know. You you seem to like LeBron. I like LeBron. Like seems like we well, could get along. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're welcome on the show. Are they've got to be buddies. Me, Winhorst, and oh Nick Wright. God. We're, we're wow, LeBron, sick, LeBron City. Don't put, don't put Wendy in the same conversation as, as Nick Wright. Just unbelievable. But Brian, but Brian. That was an all-timer. Oh, and you got uh, your hot take of the week over there? I do. So my hot take is not going to be nearly as enraging or entertaining as, uh, as Alex's. But I'm just looking at Auburn football here. So they released this graphic on Twitter and they uh, captioned it, history of developing talent, hashtag War Eagle. And so they got all their assistant coaches here. Again, do your homework. We're not going to help you out here. You got to look this up at your on your own time. Fans at home. We're not going to baby you. But they got a bunch of new coaches that they hired, right? Um, and then they've got a bunch of NFL players that those coaches coached. And interestingly enough they got matthew stafford todd Gurley, isaiah Wynn, um and a bunch of other players so a bunch of georgia guys um and as we know auburn is their biggest rival is georgia so a bit of a tough look there they had no georgia, auburn players to put in the graphic it was just chock full of georgia players so a uh, little bit of egg on the face for auburn for not being able to develop what better players than that it's been embarrassing that's so. tough in in the sec yeah. you'll like the fans will riot for that stuff you know yeah Oh, I know. It, the comment section was it was a sight to behold. I'll tell you that. Wow. Tough look. Loser yeah. of the weekend, Auburn football. Yeah. My hot take of the week. I don't know if you guys saw this video. It was kind of making the rounds on Twitter.com. Uh, a kid bat flipped in a college baseball game. This is a big Sick. moment in the game. Uh, guy did made a nice bat flip. And uh, if you go down into the replies, some guy let go of this absolute flamer. When I was a kid, Throwing the bat got you ejected immediately from the game. Should be reinforced today. Celebrating is outstanding. Throwing your bat, dangerous to all. This is not open to debate. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. And that's my know. hot take of the week. So you can't be throwing your bat. I'm. We're now an anti-bat throwing podcast. I didn't yeah, know we were MLB... I didn't know the MLB was more dangerous than UFC or anything like 
Wow, NMB is just a gong show then if they're letting their guys like flip the bat. I mean, yeah. what are these kids looking at now? They should they should censor it. Yeah, yeah. can't have hearing that. Something crazy like, yeah, and hearing something crazy like that, I would debate it, but like he did say no debate. So yeah, we can't. T- he's closed. Yeah, yeah, we really can't discuss it any further. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. One thing we need you all to do before Thursday's show, this is major show homework. You need to take this show and you need to send it to all your friends. That's literally sure. just the step one of what we need you to do. You can watch all or nothing. You'll get bonus points. There's like a chart. You, to get on the board, you have to send this show to at least 15 friends. Do a mass email. Just get it out there. Get the word out there. The flag on the play, the flag on the play. We want to hear show it yelling on the mountaintops. Yeah, show us We're, some proof. Our DMs are always open. Yeah. yeah. Slide in those DMs at the flag on the play, and uh, we'll give you guys a shout out. For the listener who gets to the end and shares it with a friend, you get a seat in the last two minutes of next week's episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. That's, that's big. Prime time. That's like, big. that's, that's yeah. prime time. The lights will be on you. Hope you don't get too yeah. afraid. We could have put like a $2,000 advertisement there, but instead, we're going we're gonna to let one of our fans go on there. Yep. Yeah. That's how yep. much you guys mean to us. Yeah, so we, we need you guys to do that. Uh, everything else, subscribing, that's always helpful. Download the episode. Even if you're not going to listen to the episode, just download that puppy. That's okay. Yep. That's okay. You'll listen out. to it later. Just get to the download right now. Yeah. Download. Five-star review if you haven't done it already. Once again, shout out to the Neanderthal. Leaving a big comment on there. That's big. We always appreciate that. I think we got we like 10 it. reviews. Yep. Our foot is officially planted in Europe. Like we have... Yeah, you know, we got a download in Germany. Shout out to whoever downloaded that. Let's go. Italy, Belgium, Scotland, England. We yep. appreciate you guys. We're tearing up the map. Shout out to the guy in Virginia. Yep. Yep. Has he been guest more than one episode? Oh, I think so. I, I'm sure he has. He's a big fan. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have you him know, on. We'll have you on. Yeah, the Make guy in Virginia. Known. If you share it with your friend, message us at the flag on the play. Get when you get to this part. You just send us the DM and let us know. And we'll have a little get to know you segment, you know? Yeah. Get to know the listeners. Any listener, DM at the flag on the play. Absolutely. I love it. I think we just broke podcasting forever. I think we just cracked the code. I don't think anyone's ever done that before. Have like a guest on your podcast and then you yeah. interview them. I don't think. Get to know you session. You get two minutes up here. Yep. Yeah. Going to be lit. Wow. Looking forward to it. Big things in store. Big yeah. Coming soon. They never stop. They never yeah, stop. Find, the flag TikTok on the will find you too. Eyes yeah. Always. Yeah. That's the fourth tease for something we've not started yet, but that's okay. <laughs> some fans asking. They're like, it hasn't found me yet. Just relax. Okay. It's okay. Just, just chill. It's going to find you, man. Yeah. Settle down. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter if it takes a couple months. It takes a couple months. It'll find you, yeah, it'll find you. in the morning, afternoon, evening, or at night, yeah. when you're scrolling down your TikTok. just remember, when you least expect it. We yeah. will find you. It'll come out yeah. of nowhere. We're like yeah. Slenderman. We will find yeah. you. We will yeah. find you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you on Friday morning.